A one, a two, a one, two, three, four! Music at a rational volume. Hey, everybody. Thanks for clicking the button for your music at a rational volume podcast. I am your host, Nate. Over there is Kyle. Hello. Today's fantastic episode, we're going to spend some time greeting the new season of baseball with a fancy playlist and some inane chatter about our national pastime. But it's mostly going to be about the songs. Which Mostly are about, about this baseball. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Like 4th of July and Arbor Day, where you think there should be better songs for it. Groundhog baseball Day. Has Groundhog Day. Is it a, How many Groundhog, Groundhog Day songs are there? Not enough good ones, that's for sure. Yeah. One? Maybe? Yeah, I got nothing. But... <laughs> But with baseball, there are at least a few. So we're going to dig it into that a little bit. Uh, Kyle, you have some news and notes you want to chat up with first? Yeah, we're going to kick out some stuff. Um, you Kiss fans out there already know Paul Stanley's Soul Station came out March 19th. You should already have it. Uh, Delamitri record Fatal Mistakes has been moved back a couple of weeks, they said, because of COVID. So if you pre-order it now, it's not coming out until May 28th, delamitri.org. Uh, I know. Like, what's up with that? It already cost me a lot because it's getting shipped from the UK. So, but it's worth it. I hope for Telly's new record, Half Drunk Under a Full Moon, comes out April 19th. Right, Nate? Unless you want to make a correction on that. What's the ninth? Did we talk about last time? I think it's the ninth. (laughs) I'm not changing it. I'm going to say 19th every week. Anyway, just go, go ahead and get it on the 19th. You fine. can get it. It'll cut, it'll be out on the 19th for sure if you want to get it earlier. If you pre-order it, they'll send it to you whenever. Um, Gary Loris has a new record coming out, and you'll know him for the Jayhawks. Uh, his new record's called Jump for Joy. Uh, he's got a new song out. Sounds kind of like the recent stuff he's doing. Did we talk about Dankle Jones last week? No. You must know him, right, Nate? We're best friends. You are what, yeah, you're what we would call a Canucophile. So you know all uh, things sure. Canadian. Dinkle Jones, great power trio. If you like um, just uh, power trio hard rock. Uh, new records coming out, looks like August 27th. I think because they can tour then, because that's a long ways out. So I think yeah. that's kind of the kind of the thinking out that. Uh, the new song, I Want Out, is available now on Spotify or wherever you buy music. Um, two I found this week was uh, First Aid Kit has a record coming out uh, March 26th. It's called Who by Fire. It's a live album, and it's a tribute to Leonard Cohen. So Another one? Yeah. Did they make another how, record about Leonard how many Cohen? Leonard, how many Leonard Cohen ones do we need? There's at least three. How many Leonard Cohen songs can you name? Um, other than Hallelujah, nothing. And I only know that because everybody says, you have to get the Jeff Buckley record. It was so good. Like, was it? It's, it's fine. It, uh, okay. Uh, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way. And 
Ted Nugent and Sticks and Ario Speedwagon are not. But anyway. Uh, let's see. Google is telling me that there's at least a few. 1,700. <laughs> Literally. No, uh, he's I'm one of those. I'm not going to count them. I just don't get. I, I, um, I guess. I mean, that's kind of what I it's, it's like Cat Stevens to me. I, I don't yeah. get it, but if you guys like it, great. Um, but Leonard Cohen, I haven't given much time, I guess, but yeah. I don't know. Leonard's not a rock star. His name's Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> My, my, dirt my, name, in it. my name's got dirt in it. All right, let's move on. Todd Snyder's got a new record coming out called First Agnostic Church of Hope and Wonder. So if you're into the newer Todd Snyder stuff, which Nate is probably a little more than me, um, probably. it's coming out uh, April 23rd of this year at toddsnyder.net. And if you pre-order, you can get either purple vinyl or yellow vinyl. He does have a stoner pack that comes with a tray, a grinder, and and rolling papers. So, which of course he does. Tobacco use, of course. And there's an outdoor pack you can get that comes with a, a rolled up little blanket, a frisbee, and a hacky sack. No, I'm not kidding. ToddSnyder.net. So. He is really uh, staying in his lane with that stuff. Yeah, he's firmly in the uh, stoner. But, I don't know, it's always fun to hear new music music from him. I haven't liked his last, I don't know, eight records, but yeah, big time. I mean, the last times I've seen him on stage, he doesn't wear shoes, and uh, it's just been him and acoustic guitar. I prefer him with a band, but that's fine. All right, enough of that. On to the baseball. Kyle, what do you know about baseball tunes? Well, I know there's not a lot of them, and there's certainly not a lot of good ones. You know, I, I dug through uh, some old baseball movies, and they don't really have any no. in there either. Um, the stuff I don't really like about the baseball tunes is they're very um, Ken Burnsy kind of you know, the old timey, old fashioned. Yeah. I don't know when they have this romanticism about baseball being America's favorite pastime. It yeah. hasn't been that for a long it time. It has become the vanilla ice cream, the white cake and whipped cream frosting of the sports world. By which I mean, People have it, they like it, they try it, and it's fine. But if you ask me what their favorite thing is, they're not going to be like, hey, I like that vanilla ice cream. Yeah, and first of all, you want buttercream every time, not whipped cream. You can't call it frosting if it's whipped cream. Okay, so, well, how often are you eating cake? You know, a couple times a year? You're freaking eating You can't get buttercream? This one's better for you. Yeah. It's sugar and flour and butter. I'm like, what the hell? You know, enjoy it the couple of times a year when you have it if you're eating it every day then yeah maybe you got to cut the calories a little bit put on whipped cream but no <laughs> don't be bringing that weak sauce up in here anyway <laughs> we're gonna have point a little bit this part will all be cut out it doesn't matter none of this matters um but 
No. Yeah, I think uh, baseball is yeah in no. a weird place in American life where it's ubiquitous. I mean, it's everywhere. But you know, you ask Joe Blow on the street, they're gonna say, you know, I love my Niners or I love my Vikings. Like, they're not gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm a Twins fan, diehard. You know, that's the only thing I live for. You're not gonna get that from too many people. You will get that in Minnesota, but I mean, I gotta admit. I'm a peripheral Twins fan because, you know, they're not going to be played on, uh, you know, the game of the week. It's going to be the Yankees and the Red Sox and whoever they're playing every single week. But I'm more of a Vikings fan, but that's not really the point. The point is with baseball. Look, it kind of matches in my point completely. Like, you are a good example of that. Not just that hardcore uh, baseball fans, though, but kids aren't playing baseball as much well, anymore. They, they're all playing soccer, and just... basketball. Yes. <laughs> or video games, or they're not yeah. doing anything. I don't know. But, yeah, baseball has fallen out of favor, I think, a long time ago, at least 20 years. Yeah. But I think it's still popular in places enough to keep it going. But... For sure. Yeah. And the people that like it really like it. By the way, we were talking about having our friend Ben on one of these shows, if we ever did a Pearl Jam show. Yeah, if he ever listens to that, we totally did you dirty because he should have been on here. He's just a hardcore baseball fan. And he probably knows some obscure crap that that we could have used. I only thought about that like 10 minutes ago. Well, let's get on with the playlist, man. We've been... Wasted enough time. We found a lot of garbage. There are several playlists on Spotify. You know, they pull stuff from Ken Burns' documentary and particularly stuff in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, particularly about the Yankees. And, you know, I've I've never been a big fan of the Yankees, so Joe DiMaggio doesn't doesn't really do much. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me... That there's other teams in the league besides yes, the Yankees? For sure. Anyway, we're not here to bash no, the Yankees not completely. No. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of Back to the stuff to sift through. So what we wanted to do was find a small handful of interesting things that you could listen to about baseball that would give you a sense of the people, the sport, without getting into an overly nostalgic sepia-toned Ken Burnsian vision of what it's all about and its history and all that stuff. Well, above that, um, even without the minutiae and everything, you can just listen to these as good songs. So, I mean, there's a couple of them. I I had to really kind of look into them to find out what the meaning was. But uh, if you just want to listen to this as uh, kind of a heading into summer playlist... It's got some good jams. They're about baseball, but they are happy usually. Um, there's a couple of downers, but yeah, just, just to break <laughs> up the you know monotony of all happy stuff. <laughs> the monotony of the sunshine and happy. A couple of passing yeah. clouds. Yeah, give you some shade. Bring you back to earth a little bit. Let's start out, Nate. This was kind of your baby. Um, you pulled a lot yeah. of this stuff out. So why did you go with? The opening song um, that we picked on this. Uh, well, yeah, it's called Opening Day, because why wouldn't you? Coming up on April 1st, check your local listings, or if you even watch TV. 
anymore. Unless you're like everyone else who has the MLB app, like, uh, you know, all of us kids who follow baseball. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dan Byrne and Common Rotation. Common Rotation is an, an L.A. band that has a couple actors in it. Uh, but they play kind of a, a folksy kind of tune. So they, uh, they teamed with Dan Byrne there for this one. Uh, I thought it was a good flavor to, to kind of marinate in to start the playlist. No, I did too. I mean, if you do like that uh, old timey kind of thing, I like Dan Burns. His lyrics are always clever. Uh, he's a singer songwriter. He's really prolific. He's got, I don't know, 25 albums or something like that. And two of them are completely dedicated to baseball. But with this one, it's like a Dixieland jazz kind of thing to it. And uh, it's just got a really good feel. For sure. And he mentions Vince Scully, which is awesome. You win all kinds of points with that because he's awesome. Of course. Uh, Number two, we went with uh, the only probably well-known baseball song. Your uh, center field uh, by John Fogarty of your Creedence Clearwater Revival fame. This one you hear everywhere when they talk about baseball. Like this is the go-to. It's just iconic, you know. As much as I would, kind of, I don't know. I mean, because everybody's got it on their baseball playlist. Everybody, and it gets played at games, and it gets played in movies, and and every. I don't give a damn. It's yeah. a great song. It is iconic. And if you live through that time when it came out, it was everywhere. I never got sick of it, though. Just a really good song. It's not and... what the people would call cheesy no. or whatever. No, he nailed so it. was a good song. Yeah. And definitely. definitely. Well, baseball, there's a glove sure. on the album cover. Of course. But uh, center field is great. Should we move on? Uh, yeah. This one is uh, kind of in your wheelhouse. I got to give you credit, Dave, for putting this one on here. But this one is, um, please don't call them Twinkies by the uh, <laughs> Gaslight Anthem. No, it's by the uh, the Baseball Project. But in the Baseball Project, you can go look up who's in it. And it's guys from uh, REM and all their buddies from, oh, uh, what's that? The Minus Five. And um, so it's a bunch of those dudes. But this one, they have Craig Finn singing lead on. And I'm not a fan of him um, or his bands. I didn't really like Lifter Puller and the whole Steady. It's just not my thing. But uh, his voice kind of drives me insane. But he did grow up in Edina. He's about my age. So he was around, you know, we were late teens when the Twins were winning their World Series. And he does talk about that. But he, he kind of goes through a sort of yeah. history of the twins from their inception up to the point of when the song came out. And the thievery that was Kent Herbeck and Ronnie Gant. He does put the – he does say in there, if you, if you watch it, it's not slow motion. Ronnie uh, Gant was clearly out. I'm sure that was in jest. I did go back he, and watch that over and over. Like, he need that guy. There's no way – Oh, and the, the greatest insult to injury. Uh, last time the Braves played in Minnesota, they did a Kent Urbeck bobblehead of that play just to rub it in. <laughs> the bastards. It's It's been a long you would, time. You would think you know, I would let it go, but I clearly haven't. Water under the bridge. 
I don't think it's just you. I think it's literally everybody in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia area is probably still that angry the about that. The Braves country will have with uh, with you Minnesotans. Probably, probably forever. No, that's Minnesotans. It's Ken Herbeck. <laughs> I mean, he had my <laughs> uniform on, but I mean, it's not like I told but you him were to do happy it. about it. It's one of those things. Well, Ron Gant's momentum oh, pulled him off the bag. Oh, don't give me that. Herbeck, Herbeck, Herbeck held and, the tag through. He was called out. And helped him off the base. You know what I did like about back then, though? There was no, no, replay. no instant replay. The guy called it. I mean, Gant and uh, I don't know who their first base coach was at the time. They argued yep. vehemently right that second, and the guy just yep. turned his back, so I don't want to hear it. Like, I do like that, whether you like the call or not. I like that. I made the call. That was it. That would have been first and third with one out instead of two outs. So, you know. Anyways, lost fair and square. He does have one line in there where he says, I prayed more in the dome <laughs> than I ever prayed in church. Yep. Clever. I appreciate that. I don't know if he went to the games or not. I wasn't rich, so I wasn't going to any World no. Series games. You and your 14 that day, kids. But... Or 14 brothers and sisters, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have 14 kids. I have 12. But anyway, what was the next one we did? Uh, next was America's Favorite Pastime by Todd Snyder. Off one of your favorite albums, The Excitement Plan. No, this is when Todd Snyder was taking a complete uh, nosedive. But, um, disagree. What, what's the song uh, about, This is your, uh, your story song about the infamous uh, LSD no-hitter. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's clever and it talks about in sort of a colorful way uh, going through the um, the story. And It's I don't know if he just was so relaxed. He said he was seeing uh, two home plates, but he really couldn't see the, the hitters. He said I can kind of tell if they were to the left or the right of the plate, but like just well, he. I mean, no. it wasn't a perfect game by any imagination either. He walked a bunch of people. I think he hit somebody. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, the paper was good back then. He was as scattered as a pitcher could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No hitters no, and no sure. hitter. Cool. <laughs> Beating that to death. Next song we had was another yep. Dan Byrne. Seven miles an hour. Seven this miles one was hour. the one. So I was going through the the two baseball albums by Dan Byrne. This one again, another right. kind of story song, but really hits, really hits at a, at a yeah. heavier topic in terms of um, the difference between millions and millions of dollars and a nobody. About this kid who. Right, he's he's at eighty three on the gun in high school, and his coach comes to him and is like, "If you can get up to ninety, you you're on easy street, because that's when the scouts all come to see you, and that's when all the the attention starts." And it's it's just a really kind of almost haunting song. It's kind of crazy like that too. Like it doesn't matter if you ever curveball, doesn't matter what kind of control. If you got heat, you know that gets out there in a hurry and. Scouts will show up at your freaking high school game. I mean, it's insane. You know what this reminded me of a lot was uh, in Bull Durham when he's talking, you know, the difference between 250 and 300? 
He's, you know, it's just right. one hit a week, one flare, one dying quail. It's like you get one more a week and you're in Yankee Stadium. I'm like, yep. Same kind of thing. It seems so small. And, you know, in the big picture it is, but, you know, it's details. And uh, that's nuts. What do we go with next? <laughs> with well, another. Um, yeah, the baseball project, baseball project. That's pretty much all they do is baseball songs. Uh, I tried to limit it to the good ones yeah that's the name <laughs> they, they do have a lot of good ones but i think they have three yeah. or four albums so, so i think i, I nerded it down to the kind of the best or my favorite i should say the three or four except for don't call them twinkies that was kind of your baby yeah that was mine yeah <laughs> the the one i picked uh for a number six song from nails to thumbtacks uh this one's about lenny dykstra and uh his shenanigans in life and uh, it just makes me smile and i never liked him but but this song just (laughs) it tickles me in a way that i i don't really understand but it's a good song i don't think they ever mentioned his name in the song you kind of they give you some reference like oh you should have been mvp in 93 and you know uh you know after he got out of baseball he's like stealing cars and arrested for drugs and you know crashing cars and all kinds of stupid crap and embezzlement i mean he doesn't seem like a very good guy a lot of bad business deals stupid things over and over a mess all over the place anyway that is a good that's probably one of my favorite songs on here even if you don't know what it's about good song a lot of good imagery and stuff uh the next one (laughs) this one i didn't know until today uh you would put one on later a guy, CJ Beatty, I'm thinking, kind of a, a rap, I don't know, uh, R&B thing. <laughs> it's called "I'm Swinging 30," uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's, that was Nate's. It's your little league mantra. Uh, I swung at everything. I if I got to 30, that that the guy, the guy wasn't even close. If I, got, if I was going 30, <laughs> I was hacking. <laughs> That's right. Probably the same swing you have Probably. in golf now. Well, at least but... I hit the ball in golf. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. I don't know where it's going. I swear to God. I'm but, uh, why'd you like this one, though? The new kind of normal in baseball is <clears throat> if it's close, I'm swinging. Like, I don't care what the count is. I don't care what the situation is. So it's not the baseball I like or agree with, but it just kind of is topical and kind of makes me smile. It does seem to be a nowadays thing. I'm going for mine, you know. Uh, Yeah, it goes across sports where it's like whoever wins the World Series is just like, well, whoever happens to win. It doesn't seem like strategy anymore. There's people are uncoachable now. I think some some are. Don't swing at that. Yeah. Uh, Also on this record. Was a song called uh, "Mr. I Don't Bunt," <laughs> which did, did not, not make yeah. the playlist. I figured only two of the CJ Baby songs would make it. Uh, but yeah, if you like, if you like enough. the two that are on here, there's four or five other ones that uh, are. I think he's got a bunch of them. Yeah, he's got an EP, and I don't know, he's he's got another record about faith. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, decent. He's good though. Sure. As the kids say, he got bars. <laughs> Do, so do the kids say he that? can spit 
No, they uh, listen to Bieber and a lot of other garbage, but I don't know. I don't even know if they really <laughs> listen to hip hop. Uh, next on the list, got a couple of classics: Baseball Boogie, Mabel, Mabel Scott, Cheap Seats by Alabama. You, if you if you know them, you've heard them. I don't know that there's a lot to say about those two. I don't know the the baseball boogie. I mean, obviously, sexual Indians. Yeah, it's that kind of Ken Burnsy, yeah, thing. But um, yeah, very blatant <laughs> sexual. Well, it's the age old, you know, all the base, yeah. all the baseball metaphors, exactly. You know, so but yeah, it's kind of fun. And cheap seats, the um, Alabama song, I kind of like because it. Well, the one thing I didn't like, nobody likes flat beer. If you're in a small town going to base, we don't like the flattest <laughs> beer in town. I don't know what the hell that's about. That's the stupidest line I've ever heard. But it is true that sometimes you just go to the game for something to do, and it's fun. And if you win, great. And if you didn't, it's cool. It's somewhere you went with your kids. You don't necessarily know the players if you're in, you know, a small town. It's not all like Bull Durham where everybody knows exactly who they are, yeah. what their stats are, and when they got called up. Sometimes you just go because, oh, this is our local team, and it's it's, yeah, it's something funny to do. hot dogs, fun nachos. So that yeah. that part I appreciated. Yeah, yeah, that part about, about the song I really, I really uh, thought was yeah. uh, I important. Agree. That it is a yep. American thing, so. What do we got next? Uh, this one's your baby. I went out of order with some of these, I think. Yeah. Oh, another Dan Bird one um, called I Miss the Steroid <laughs> Era. Dan Byrne will write songs like that that, well, it's really hard not to understand what he's talking about. On the nose. And he goes through a lot of a lot of scenarios. 50-year-olds throwing 100 miles an hour. And he, he does mention some players by name. Go listen to it. And uh, it's great and he always writes good songs his lyrics are always really clever hat size bigger than the sun. i mean he's he's got a point <laughs> if you, you know pre pre steroid it was a lot point. of steals and bunts and you know abc baseball which can be boring <laughs> to the the plea to the plebes and the yeah. you know <laughs> the less no, if you look at the uh, you know the '87 Twins, I mean they talk about that a lot. Manufacturing yeah. runs, you know, bunts and hit and runs and steals. And in the '90s, it got to be just right. you're jacking yeah. everything just over the, the fence, ball. which is fun, you know. And I, I think the commissioner yeah. and the league love that, you know. Uh, no, I was watching a an old game because uh, I'm a TBS kid. I grew up with the Braves, and uh, I love the voices yeah. they had, Chip Carey and uh, Pete Van Weeren. And so I would go back and watch yeah. the games like on the YouTube or wherever I could find them. And I was watching one and it reminded me why <laughs> people think it's boring. Cause they, in, in one inning, they threw over to first base 40 or 50 times to check the runner. <laughs> And I'm like, come on! <laughs> Throw a pitch. Yeah, it's out of control. Uh, moving on. This is another one of your babies. Uh, Martin Zillin Hardways from Austin, Minnesota. So I'm always looking for excuses to stick my obscure Minnesota bands on here. 
just they're just Andy great. Dude. Yeah, he's just a regular dude. I got to meet him one time, and uh, this one, the summer song, is not particularly a, a baseball song per se, but it reminds me of summer in Minnesota. Yeah. Just well, it definitely captures the vibe of yeah the season, it's, and it does exactly yeah. You know, and when you come through these long six seven month minnesota winters the summers are so drastically different yeah and uh he does mention the twins at the end about listening yeah. to 830 which is wcco the am station out of minneapolis but apparently you could still hear it in austin as well which is a couple hours south if you didn't have spam in your ears they had spam somewhere <laughs> because that's where they make spam for all you people throughout the world who enjoy it on the daily. I have been to the Spam Museum, and it was glorious. It was glorious. It it really is one of your better uh, food-based museums probably in the world. Yep. No, it was pretty well done, all things considered. They really don't hold back at all. (laughs) No. Every aspect of Spam and and Spam products you could ever want (laughs) in one place. But getting off that, you know, just the song itself um, always reminded me of summer and, you know, summer baseball and crickets and whatever else, right. you know, fireflies and tornadoes and all that good stuff that comes with being a kid in the Midwest. Yeah. The thing I like about it was it, it didn't beat you over the head with it. Like I wasn't no. sappy or saccharine. So you didn't feel like you were, you know, being knocked over the head with, you know, the nostalgia stick <laughs> but good song regardless so even if you don't like i said if you're not really into baseball songs or whatever it's just still a good playlist and that's that's one of the songs i always really liked yeah so that's a good one what you have next nate this is kind of a new one you've been mixing it up uh, a bit. i did some pre-show edits um I, I was kind of waffling a little bit because we tried to limit the number of baseball project songs because there are, there are a, a small handful of really good ones, and we didn't want to overshadow the whole list with all of them. Um, but I made the executive decision to bump the straw that stirs the drink for a song called To the Veterans Committee. Essentially uh, a plea for allowing Dale Murphy into the Hall of Fame, which, as a Braves fan who grew up in the 80s, TBS kid. It's uh very near and dear, so that one's specifically about Dale Murphy though? Yeah. Okay. Right. Have you not listened, yeah, to, no you not listened to it, Kyle? No, you put it on here like <laughs> ten seconds ago, so eat it. I but, did. Uh no, no it's just, it's a short one and I kinda waffled on it a little bit, you know, just in terms of playlist construction, but uh, my heart went out. It's a good one. Well, not only that, is there a better guy out there than Dale Murphy? It's nobody's got anything bad to say about him. No. They're all just like, this guy is just just rock solid. And, you know, he was a very good baseball player. I mean, I think his numbers are enough to to get him in. Yeah, he hit 398 homers and was two-time National League MVP and was, you know, one of the best at his position in his era. And... Right, you know the the argument goes that if you're going to keep out people like Pete Rose and people with character flaws like that who have done bad things just because they have done bad things, 
the opposite should be true to where if you're a really good dude who has done nothing but be a grand ambassador for the game, that should be taken into consideration as well. Absolutely. Exactly. No, it's somebody that, you know, uh, you can look up to, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If your kids, you don't want to meet that guy and be like Dale Murphy, you don't have to go, well, except for all the stupid crap that he does. No, he seems like just a rock-solid dude. Back in the day when we used to look up to um, baseball players in particular as heroes, like I loved Kirby Puckett. And then after he got, he got in the hall and his wife divorced, and you know, some stuff comes out that uh, – he made some bad decisions. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, wasn't but such a good guy. I, I I don't know. I don't know if it was just a time in his life. I don't know if it was like this systemic thing that uh, that uh, the public just never got to know. Yeah. But his public image was always just this regular guy and just, you know, go to the ballpark every day and, uh, you know, I'm just going to do my best and all that. Uh, yeah. Kind of an ah shucks kind of thing. But the stuff that came out later was was not great. But and his wife said she specifically didn't mention it because her job was to get him in the hall, and he and he got in. But yeah, like you said, with Dale Murphy, shouldn't that help catapult you in as well if you are a good person? Because there's right. enough bad people in there. Oh, for sure. You know, with uh, your Ty Cobbs and your uh, Babe Ruth, and you know these weren't exactly citizens. But stand up guys, yeah, you know, but yeah, I think it sure as hell play. So, uh, the next one's a little bit uh, of an old school one, kind of with the the baseball boogie one, it's kind of yeah. an old school soul thing. <clears throat> Sam and Dave knock it out the park. It's it's just kind of a fun song that is that uses some of the baseball language for other things, so right. I mean. Not, not really about, about baseball. baseball. Right. I don't think kind of really about baseball at all, is it? But <laughs> I mean, as well, far as singing, though, I mean, Sam and Dave, you got no complaints, you know? Yeah. So that part's good, but it uses kind of baseball analogies, but not so much in a, not, not quite as filthy yeah. as the other song. So the next two we got, hey, these are both about umpires, yes. right? Yeah. Kind of the different uh, the different opinions about the the role <laughs> of the umpire. Well, the the first one, bad umpire by again C.J. Beatty, was the more the role of the player about you know crapping on an umpire who th- he thinks is you know crapping right. on him. Yeah. So he rips him a new one, but I love his 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 lyrical flow and his, his rhyme plays is clever. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a good I discovery like, for me. I just like his voice. Yeah. So, but what's that? The the other one though kind of comes from the umpire, right? right? It's uh, I am the umpire, and I have the power here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's get in, sit down, right. shut it's up. A, it's called the baseball song by Matt Wessel. Um, I could only find the live one on Spotify. Truth be told, I didn't look that hard, but um. <laughs> the live one uh, is kind of interesting because he, he kind of brings his bandmates in and uh, they they kind of harmonize and, and do some other stuff. So tell us about this next guy, Jonathan uh, Colton. Jonathan Colton is a former, I want to say, engineer or programmer. 
one of those kind of guys who he did this song called Kennesaw Mountain Landis, which if you were with us for the Weird Al show and we mentioned uh, CNR, uh, kind of going along with the uh, Chuck Norris sort of overgrandizing right. these kind of people and giving them kind of mythical status. It's kind of an obscure guy, though. So who who is Kennesaw Mountain Landis? He was a former former federal judge who uh, ended up being uh, commissioner of baseball for twenty years, twenty four or five years, um, something like that. We see the first commissioner. Is I think that right? So. I have to Ken Burns check my uh, history on that. Exactly. Well, he did a lot of crap, though. I think he worked for oil company and. Yeah. Did- Bunch other uh, garbage. He's credited but... with a lot of things that kind of made baseball what it became, and quote unquote saved baseball. Um, but he's also become problematic uh, because he was heavily against the um, integration of uh, the Negro leagues and uh, allowing um, black people to play baseball in the professional ranks. So when you say he saved it, you kind of saved after this was after the, the uh, what nineteen nineteen yeah, the Black, uh, Sox. Black Sox yeah scandal and that's kind of what this song goes over uh, and kind of pits kind of some outlandish against uh, Shoeless Joe <laughs> <laughs> and it and it does make some uh, funny uh, allusions to another uh, Joe Jackson <laughs> that we all know and love. Yeah, we laugh because this this is one of my favorite songs out here. It takes a really kind of weird turn somewhere midway through the song. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? But uh, it also ha- it also yeah. has some cursing in it. So if you're you know got sensitive ears, uh, maybe listen with the mute button on that one. Yeah, he right away starts out with the f bomb and he closes with it. So. I don't know if there's anything in between, but <laughs> the first mother effer and then the, yeah. The CD version only has the one, but the this live one, which I like better, uh, <laughs> just because of the last line where he does use another F word just makes me smile because I'm a history guy. And uh, yeah, anyway, All right, your last one here there, Chief. Last one we got was, of course, the Canadian great. This is why Nate allowed me to put it on here. It's not really a baseball song. <laughs> it's close enough. Brian Adams from Vancouver, I believe. Nate, you can correct me on that. But the song's called We're Going to Win. It's kind of a sort of a we are the champions yeah. kind of thing. It's just uh, we're going to win. It talks kind of not really about any specific sport. We're going to win. We're going to score. We're going to get another one. It's kind of just – just a fun upbeat kind of uh, kind of a punky sort of attitude poppy song i just kind of dug it and i didn't see it on anybody else's playlist so screw you guys i think it fits yeah it's fine yeah i think it does too so uh and then we ended up with the the classic casey the bat from the boston pops uh their baseball album uh it has a bit of uh, "Take Me Out of the Ball Game" kind of worked into it. It tells the story that you know every baseball fan has heard about Casey the Bat, and does it in kind of an interesting way. A lot of the ones I was looking at just lacked any <laughs> uh, 
musical interest at all. Like it was very bland and very like or cheap. So this one's a I think the best of those versions. I thought it was kind of good. Um, kind of a the narrator as kind of a Garrison Keeler type. Um, you know, in the way he delivers the uh, the story about Casey at the bat. But the, I mean, the the music obviously is is well played, but. Um, Kind of a nice yeah, closer. That's what, kind of what I figured. Good to, to close Give it. a little button, yeah. a little, little bow at the end. Uh, what One of the songs that didn't make it that is about people playing baseball um, was Kenny Rogers' The Greatest. Uh, I know. And we have a rule, Nate. What's that rule? We have a rule against overly sentimental tacky crap. We're 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 against it in case you guys. Are if if it's so. uh, blatant emotional manipulation, uh, we'll skip it. Thanks. Which is kind of a lot of the stuff that he did in the eighties and well, most well, of this his, is this is white uh, hair career. Kenny Rogers. This is post uh, post Dolly. Everything was white haired Kenny Rogers. <laughs> he was salt pepper. What are you talking? <laughs> he was salt pepper. <laughs> Yeah, 1978. <laughs> How dare you, sir? But, but after that, <laughs> he was white-haired. Are you talking about the pre-plastic surgery, Kenny Rogers? No, it's kind of pre and post, uh, depending on where where he looked like like looked like an alien. Yeah, or... I think this is actually post, if I remember right. But w- whatever it is, okay. So alien Kenny then, because you know he looked he was a normal looking guy yeah. in the 80s, and he was doing the gambler and all that crap. I think. Uh, this was during the time where he was trying to remain relevant and was kind of trying to tap into that part of country music that, uh, you know, wants a, a touching story about, you know, overcoming adversity and blah. I would still prefer that, though, to the crap they're playing on country radio now. But, um, yeah, it is yeah. still overly sentimental, tacky. I'm not saying it wrong, but, so. uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. And people are putting it on their, like you said, at least it is, you know, about baseball, but the song yeah. sucks. So, so, you know, that's why it didn't make it this. And with baseball, it's hard. There's not a ton of ton of songs and there's definitely not a ton of good ones, but I think this list turned out really yeah, good. It's definitely and pretty it's listenable fun. and it kind of flows pretty good and a lot of good yeah. stuff you haven't heard before or pro- probably that's wouldn't. Have definitely true. Yet. Because there's a lot of stuff I hadn't heard before. So. Yeah. Well, it is my passion to make playlists about things that nobody else is making playlists about. So That's true. All right. Well, I think we've beaten that dead horse uh, thoroughly enough. So uh, any other last thoughts? No, just listen to the playlist. I think it's really good. It's fun. Um, you can play it on the way to the game, or play it at the game, or play it during the game, yeah. or just play it um, all the time because it's really play it throughout good. the summer on the downtimes when your team no, has no. a weird day off that you're like, it's Thursday. They should be playing, and they're not. So play the baseball list. All right. Yep. We're good. We're good. Let's cut it right, off. Enjoy your opening day, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye.